recipe people love and they keep telling you, you should sell this, then this episode is for you. Welcome to How Mom Made It. I'm Mary Goulet. And I'm Heather Ryder. Making money with a recipe is a dream that so many of us share. If you love to cook and love spending time in the kitchen, it makes sense to sometimes think, what if? What if I could make money doing what I love? Our guest today is doing just that. She's the owner of Healthy On You, a spice company. Samantha Binkley sells spice and salt blends that are like music to your taste buds. She started with an idea, some recipes, and now her spice and salt blends are sold in stores all over Southern California. Samantha, welcome to How Mom Made It. Tell us about how you did it. Thank you. Yeah. Tell us how you got started. Okay, wonderful. Um, thank you for having me. Um, I got started um, by teaching healthy cooking class classes. So when my daughter was going off to college, um, I sort of wanted to pursue my passion, right? I worked in technology marketing for a while, and I thought, well, this is my time to really try to do something that really sparks my passion. And what's something that I really felt like did good for the world. Um, so I decided, you know, I'm going to um, be a health coach and I'm going to help people live a healthier lifestyle. And it was, it kind of came about really organically. I said, how do I best do that? And I thought, well, I like to teach and I love to entertain and I like to show people how to cook recipes. So I started teaching healthy cooking classes and this was back in 2015. So I opened my own home to anyone who wanted to come in and learn how to cook healthy cooking once or twice a month. And I would throw my husband out and cause mostly it would be women from the community and he would leave and I would teach everyone in my kitchen. We prepared all these wonderful recipes, but one of my things that I really stuck to was when you cut the fat, the unhealthy fats out of your diet, the butters, the creams, and heavy sauces, you substitute with flavor. And so I started to um, provide um, homemade like little blends for everyone to use in the recipes we were um, doing for that day and preparing. And then people started asking for more. So after a couple years of this, I decided I was going to start my own spice blend company. So I didn't really have any experience in um, consumer packaged goods and bringing a product to market. So it was really challenging, but I decided to take it on and learn as I go. And it's been really amazing, uh, a really, really amazing journey. Well, and I do want to talk more about that journey because I think what you've learned along the way will be really helpful to other moms who have an idea or a recipe and bringing a, a product to market. But what I, what I want to go back to real quick is you started doing this in 2015 when your daughter was going off to school and you had mentioned mm-hmm. that before that you were working in tech. Did you start this yeah. healthy coaching uh, as a side hustle or did you quit your other job? Actually? Yeah, no, I, and I took some time off to really think about it and it was really um it was tough because I would always call my daughter and talk to her and you know she's like I'm at school you know trying to you know um to just you know be like independent in a way and she goes mom you need to find your passion and Mm. it really stuck with me because my passion was always her 
And now that she was away, I kind of felt a little bit of that empty, the emptiness we all feel when our children go off to school. And, um, but when she said, mom, you have to find your passion, it really clicked something in my brain. And I said, you know what? She's absolutely right. There are things that I love to do and want to pursue. And so this sort of came by that way. I started to put it together. And one thing led to another. It wasn't the first, I, you know, I realized I didn't love teaching people how to work out and exercise because I really felt what you put in your body is what makes a huge difference and has the best health impact in conjunction with um, exercise, of course. But I wanted to focus on the food part of it. And um, I used my back, everything I learned in my corporate career I was able to apply to starting a business. So that's what I really want um, other women to take away from this is, sure, I was in marketing, I was in branding, I was in um, all of these, um, I used all these skill sets that helped me to bring a technology product to market. Um, And I applied them to the food industry, the branding, the needing to have a unique um, value proposition, um, the way, the professional way your website has to represent you and what you're offering. Those are skills that I definitely brought with me to um, opening and starting my own spice business and company. But um, it, it really, I just want people to know, yeah, you, 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 you've acquired skills. Um, how do you apply them to what you're doing? And so right. often, and so often, skills that you don't even you just take for granted. You, we have so many yeah. skills that we we pick up along the way and talents, yeah. and then we just figure like everybody knows the same stuff that we know, and we take for granted all these special skills that we've developed in our careers through life, raising kids, working at the schools, volunteering, doing all the different roles that moms play. Absolutely, absolutely, the organization skills. All of that come into play when you're embarking on an entrepreneur um, lifestyle and, well, what <laughs> and um, let's go starting back to your, your own company. Yeah, go back to your daughter. What does she say now about your oh, success? She, she, she actually helps me with my business, which is really wonderful. She's an accountant. She um, works for a big four accounting firm. So now... She can come and like review my QuickBooks, tell me what I need to do here and there. But she loves cooking as well. Aside from that, she loves cooking as well. And she accompanies me on a lot of my in-person events when she's able. And she just sells the product like it's, it's her, her, her product too. And we come up with recipes together. And it's been a really wonderful thing for our relationship, actually. So... Um, she's, she's just been fabulous and she, she's a big part of it behind the scenes and in front also. That's awesome. And she's obviously grown into a very capable, competent, confident, independent girl. And, you know, when you told us that she said, mom, you know, I'm at school, you know, you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta figure this out. Yeah, Yeah, mom. (laughs) I just, you know, it's amazing. It's kind of like a sucker punch. Because you're it like, is. whoa, 
well, what? But a testament I was also. a little hurt. Yeah, I would have been too. Well, my daughter, I have a daughter like that as well. She would say that to me, <laughs> Portia. Uh-huh. She would totally say something like that. Mom, come on. But know. it's a testament to the young women that you've raised that they recognize that in you, but also they're going to be reflecting on that in their own lives moving forward. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. So what are your, what were your toughest challenges? Because going from tech and marketing, branding, corporate lifestyle, which I have not been in a corporate office since I was 26. And there's, you're probably never going to be able to go back to that again. Cause it's, once you have a taste of this lifestyle, right? Yeah. Don't you love this freedom, but you create your own schedule. I do. I do. Um, But there are tough parts of it. Um, Sometimes I look back and I say, you know, at least when I worked, I worked, you know, from eight to five, six, seven in the latest. I work, I feel like sometimes of the year I work all the time. And it's a lot. It's a lot when you're doing your own business and, and, and you are, you want your business to succeed more than anyone else wants it to, to succeed. So um, there's a lot of, I, I work harder, I work longer hours, but when I'm ready to take off, I, I prepare for that. And so I do have that freedom. But when I'm on, I'm really on. I'll tell you the hardest part and the hardest um, thing that I've gone through is just having people believe in me and believe in that my product is as great or as I claim and and to give me the opportunity to put it on their retail shelves. So um, that that was a challenge. Um, getting into my first store, I remember, um, I, won't, I won't say the store, but everybody will know the store. And, but it's, it's a local um, gourmet, um, very popular um, store. And I went in and I said, you know, I have this product and I'd really love for you to carry it. And they finally agreed and it, and it started, but I started at the bottom of the shelf. If you know, like maybe about six inches from where your feet are in the store, you know, just high enough where it's legally, um, where you can legally store um, food goods. Exactly. Like I started down there and I started with maybe four products at the time. I now have 20 uh, organic spice blends in my line. But um, it started there and then, you know, it just worked its way up. And now it's at complete eye level. It's on the meat counter. And one day the manager looked at me and said, Sam, I just, I'm so happy with how your products are doing. And honestly, I really didn't think you would make it. You know, and I was like, oh, punch. thank you. <laughs> thank you, you know, so much. How do you, how do you respond to that? You know, I was, I, it was just a backhand slap, but it, but yep. it gave me the validation. Here was this man who was giving me the opportunity, which I was so grateful for. I am still grateful for, but he really didn't think it was going to work. He, and he goes, you know, this, because it worked. I'm giving other small um, startups like you were at the time the opportunity. So, um, so it's it's a really good thing. It's heartwarming, but that was difficult because I had to work and work and get up on the shelves and and all of that. And that takes time. That takes effort. 
um, a lot of dedication to your product to want to see it grow and develop and get wider distribution. Well, and also, um, I've worked with a lot of cottage food people and um, in the Mako space, the micro enterprise home kitchen operations space, and have talked to a lot of small um, food entrepreneurs, startups, and I don't know necessarily that it's that he didn't believe in your product or you, but I think what happens is it's really hard to, it's easy to succeed sometimes on a small scale, but when you try to make that leap onto store shelves, there's so many other Mm -hmm. things that you have to take into account that I think sometimes entrepreneurs, um, especially when they're used to operating out of a small home kitchen, a farmer's market or something like that, it's kind of hard to make that leap. And I think that they see the store managers and the owners, they see that and they know that. And so maybe not necessarily a reflection on you or your product or somebody else who's listening, a reflection on their product, but um, just just keeping in mind that it is a hard, it's a hard leap to make sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's just hard in general, whether you're doing it out of your kitchen or not. Um, It is just a constant, okay, you know, managing inventory, um, making sure that you have enough of everything uh, and going through this company through the pandemic was a challenge also. I mean, a major challenge because our resources were not available um, it was very tough to do business, and we actually got that that over that period of time. Um, I was about three years into my spice company when the uh, pandemic came, and I mean, I had to gear up, and I didn't know how much inventory to have on hand, um, how much I wanted to hold versus how much is going out the door. Will I be able to replenish my stock? So it, it was just a challenge to, to, to manage a, bit, a food business during that time because everyone was cooking at home and um, you had to keep you had to keep the products coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that, ma- was, that was very tough. Yeah. So how many stores are you in? Because I, I'm we assuming in- you get into one <laughs> store, it helps you get a meeting for yes. the next store. Um. It, exactly. We're in about 60 natural food stores south of um, south of actually San Luis Obispo. So we're in Erwan stores in Los Angeles, Bristol Farms, Lazy Acres, Jimbo's, uh, Mother's Markets in Orange County, um, uh, Seaside Market, of course, you know, all the co-ops, Santa Monica, um, and um, the Ocean Beach. So we... Uh, we are in the space of natural food grocers. Um, so because our product is 100% USDA organic, um, it falls within those. So we're not in the Vaughn stores or the Ralph's or things like that. We are in the smaller stores. And we really like it that way. We um, Our retailers are wonderful to us, um, and they really help us uh, to promote our products. So it's really good. Um, but uh, I have a dual strategy. You know, I don't think that um, um, CPG brands, consumer packaged good brands should have just one strategy. You need to also have your available, your products available online and have a good representation of your products online. 
And your site is beautiful, by the way. <laughs> and, Thank and, you so and we, much. And we should let people know to see the site because you can also shop online for your products and it's healthyonyou.com, correct? Yes, it is. And our products, you know, we sit on the shelf with huge conglomerate spice companies. The Spice Leaves, the um, Spice Island, the, um, there's another one um, that escapes me, but um, or Simply Organics, um, because we're an organic product. So we compete against these bigger brands. Um, so it's important, it was important for me to have a brand proposition and a, and, a, and a brand that's memorable and stands out from all of these. So all our products are named after popular songs. As you might know, so um, for instance, our um, too much ginger spice is here comes the yum. It's a bright yellow um, thing. So here comes the yum is um, our little play on music and something to talk about is our taco spice blend that's salt free. So they're all um, made for a healthy lifestyle. Um, but the one thing you pick up when you want to make your recipe come alive, you can just do a couple dashes of our spice blend and you'll transform your recipe into something really wonderful. So um, we love the music spin and music is a part of my life and I always have music going when I'm cooking. Yes, I love so that. that. And, you, <laughs> and you even, you absolutely, if you're listening to this, you need to go check out Sam's website because you also have a playlist, which I think is so fun for cooking because I'm always listening to music when I'm cooking and your little Mm -hmm. playlist that you also provide that goes along with the names of your spices like I mean who doesn't love you're so Spain (laughs) 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 oh that's awesome or let the good times roll I love that exactly but but, you know it's nice to have that because people really remember it right so what I would say to other entrepreneurs is make sure your products uh, is differentiated in the marketplace because you will be sitting side by side with competing products. And how do you play on that that consumer's um, emotions? You know, is it with your packaging? Is it with your naming? What is it about your product that's going to get them to sight unseen? They don't know you. Uh, they don't never heard of your brand. How are you going to get them? to pick that product up off the shelf or, um, you know, or if they receive it to try it. So I had to really dig deep and say, what are my values and what do I like to do? And how do I interject my personality into my brand and market it? So um, I would say, yeah, you, you definitely need to focus on brand. And again, that's where my technology branding experience came into play um, into this mix. What a fun story. I know. It's so fun because if you don't have that unique selling proposition, you're going to have to hit the roast, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't help yourself. I just couldn't. I'm just like, I love the names of your, I love it. It's just so fun. But you can see that that's what you bring with. So instead of like purchasing like a Spice Island or one of the big, um, name brand or whatever, supporting somebody who is bringing their personality and local. And you know that that kind of love is going to also be, and that kind of fun and that kind of spice is going to be in your product. Exactly. And that's what it's all about. And knowing your spice maker 
it's nice to know who is making your spice, something you ingest. Just like you go to the farmer's market and you know who's growing the vegetables that you eat. I mean, it's all this one and you know circle of um, eating better, being being more conscious of what you're eating, and knowing that there's no um, extra stuff in food that you are consuming that you don't want. So um, I find that important too. Whenever I find the the founder or maker of a product that I eat, I am so excited to meet them. Yeah, just like we were so excited to meet you. We love this. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, it's fun. Thank you, Sam, so much for being with us and sharing your story and your tips and your inspiration. We really appreciate it. And oh, thank to, you so much. Yeah, go to healthyonyou.com and head over to one of the stores she mentioned and check out which fun titles you can get. <laughs> Just spice up your life. <laughs> You'll want them all. <laughs> It's us, Mary and Heather. The lawyers want you to know a few things about this podcast. First, it's for entertainment and education purposes only. And a few things about us. We're not doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, counselors, financial advisors, or professional coaches. As Mary likes to say, we're just talkers. Always seek the advice of professionals. That's it. Thanks for listening.